Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast. We have part two of the experiences on our RV trip, miracles, stories, and encouragement to you. Yeah, so if you were listening to last week's podcast, we covered the first half-ish of our six-week RV trip with our eight kids, Yeah, and we are continuing that story in today's episode. Which happens to be about the middle of our trip, geography-wise, too. We were in South Padre Island, which is in the Gulf of Mexico. It's the second most southern part of the United States. So um, I want to pause for a second, because you were just telling a kind of crazy story Probably, we were. We, it was, probably the just, last podcast had a cliffhanger, as cliffhanger. you described so it. Cliffhanger. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second to yeah. kick this off. But I want to start by just talking about another aspect. We talked about the first part of the purpose of doing these trips. But yeah. the second part of the purpose is a longer-term vision. It's really a legacy mindset. We want our kids used to doing an annual trip together while they're with us mm-hmm. so that they can participate if they want to in that annual trip forevermore when they have their own families. Yeah. And let me give you an aspect of that vision that we've been casting with our families. Yeah, mom and I are going to go on about a month trip, sometimes a three and a half weeks, sometimes six and a half weeks, somewhere in between. Yeah. And But about a month. And you're going to be busy with life. You might have a couple young kids, one young kid, you're married, and you may only be able to get away for a week. Or four days. So we'll be better at planning by then. And we'll know exactly where we are Mm -hmm. during that week. And you and your family can join us. If you want to. Whether it's an Airbnb in that area or you you rent your own RV. Or just camp on our site with a tent. Or or just camp with us. And and so it's a vision that the Tolpins all get together every year for a week up to the full month if they want to do it with us. That would be crazy if we could, if even they could swing it because they know how rare it is that it, people can get away for that amount of time. Yeah, and so, that they'd want to spend it all within their so, family like that. So that's part yeah. of it. There's no obligation. No, it's just not at all. a positive vision. And if they can join us, great. Mm-hmm. If not, and you know what? There might be seasons where everybody's busy and it's you and I. And we will have a blast. Maybe we'll <laughs> tour those cliff dwellings <laughs> that we got to see in Moab, Utah. And, uh, and one of the yeah. visions I was telling the kids is this RV, we plan on eventually remodeling the inside because it, it is getting a little older. Uh, but then maybe it's something that the kids can use. And then we'll probably have a smaller RV just for us eventually. Yeah, so, possibly. So mm-hmm. anyways, we always like to dream and things like that. But anyways, we went through. Oh, the other part of the, the purpose is having a trip long enough with our kids while they are still in mm-hmm. our home. That we get a bond together, mm-hmm. but also discover weaknesses we didn't really realize. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Isaac? Well, there everybody has different personalities, relationship conflicts, and there's conflicts sometimes you don't see as parents as mm-hmm. vividly. Maybe you think it's a small thing, but when you're in close quarters for a long period of time, longer than a week, they really start to come out. And you mm-hmm. really, there's no choice but to work on them because nobody can go anywhere. That's right. Yeah. You got to deal with it right when it's there. Um, I would say also that sometimes as parents, I'll just be honest, there may be little things that you go, hey, I'm going to overlook that. Yeah. I'm going to overlook that offense, right? Because the Bible says to a man's glory to overlook an offense. Um, and then there's the things that become habitual that potentially impact someone's character or their reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they become part of their regular lifestyle, right? And we want to love each other well enough that we we want to deal with those things, right? Yeah. And sometimes, especially in a big family, there can be so many like little things yeah. here and there that I'll be honest, as a mom of many, I am pretty good at picking my battles now and yeah. I don't pick all of them. And I, a lot of times will go, okay, I'm going to overlook that offense. Okay. And I'll teach my kids, you need yeah. to overlook that offense. But when you're on an RV trip for a long period of time, yeah. You start to really see what that kid brought to you as an offense, mm-hmm. and you can see how it's impacting them more um, more regularly, and you have the opportunity because there are not as many distractions, yeah. and you have more time because you're spending time driving together, where you can really have those heart-to-heart, eye-to-eye contact 
conversations with your kids where you can talk about them and it's not just this like quick, hey, your sister's bothered by this and you need to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you can really spend time letting each of them share their heart. They can talk it out. And they can have momentum yes. in repairing it because we're constantly exactly. together. Yeah, and when you're constantly together, then if you see that that kid that was offended, for example, not forgiving, not giving the other kid a clean slate, you can hold them accountable to that because you're together. Or if you see the other kid that apologized and repented and wanted to change, start heading towards doing that same thing, you as a parent can interject, maybe pull them aside and go, hey, it kind of seems like you're not having that emotional self-control or whatever you want. You asked me to hold you accountable to. Remember that? And it's also true for your marriage. And so some of you are like, oh, that sounds really hard. Do I want to purposely put my family (laughs) and my marriage in a Petri dish for four weeks that you can't get out of six weeks three months yes. hey there are families that do this full time actually yeah. we a, meet them is, on the road it is crucial yeah. and it's so great and you want to have the kind of family culture that can do this kind of thing and hey you guys you know obviously it's not all about correcting your kids obviously like if you're watching our instagram you see us having a lot of fun with them right so there's a lot of love yeah. tanks getting filled up on these trips we have a lot of fun together but i will also say that um that's the that's the lovely beautiful part of being a christian family is that both can exist at the exact same time right within the same day where you maybe are offended by someone but you still love them yeah you maybe are working on forgiving somebody for something but you can still enjoy having time with them yeah right absolutely and so it's been really really refining as it always is yeah for our family and we always come back really tighter knit you know what's interesting when you come back no matter how big your house is it feels like a palace to everybody. Oh, it totally does. And 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 that's a good thing. They appreciate, they appreciate it. running water you can drink from. That's right. They appreciate the shower that's just right there. Uh, okay, so I have to tell you a couple stories that you probably didn't hear, conversations I've had with kids. I'm yeah. sure you have some of those too. The other day, Ethan goes, Mom, I just love the shower here. It feels like pins and needles. <laughs> the pressure is harder here. You know, <laughs> It's like a real shower, not yeah. an RV shower that's like, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cute but then also um one of our other kids uh she is quite the the relational person yeah. she tells me she goes mom i was so used to being in close quarters with everybody we came home and we were all sitting on the sofa the first night and i literally thought to myself i i, I just want to go sit next to my mom so our arms are like rubbing up against each other because she was so squished in the they truck. like they like it yeah and she's like I kind of miss everybody. What we always notice after these trips is we all kind of congregate aggregate in one area. Like last night, we were all on the patio out there. Like together. all 10 of us just around this little fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging. And then yeah. around the table, we just tend to be enjoy being around each other more mm-hmm. afterwards. So that's a yeah. good sign. Yeah. So um, real quick, and then we'll dive into the rest of that story and the rest of the trip. Uh, going through, by the way, mm-hmm. the rest of Texas, Arizona, California, did the surfing thing work out? the dreams and what did we do in Oregon at the end? So um, real, first of all, the One Million Legacies movement is so incredible to be a part of with you. Mm-hmm. And we can't do it without you. And it's so encouraging. In fact, we were just in a coffee shop yesterday here in town. And it's the first time we've been out since we've been home in a coffee shop. Yeah, it was and like three two days. different people, two of which we've never met before, mm-hmm. came up to us and just said, I want to say how much we are gaining from your podcast and mm-hmm. we love it. I know it's not easy. Stay the course. And yeah. all three of the people was a similar message. And, and it, it was, was at a literally, very timely, you started crying. I, yeah, after they walked away. It was, it, They're we, probably listening now going, oh, she did. <laughs> and so it is just so yeah. encouraging because it isn't easy in some reasons we can share and some sometimes we can't but it isn't all easy just like anything anybody does any work it has hard parts to it and so uh but we're really encouraged and what really encourages us too is when you write a review on itunes or anywhere else mm-hmm. a written one or give us five stars just a tap uh that's huge mm-hmm. and by the way i don't know there's different ways that funds the ministry and funds us to live and work full-time doing the ministry uh which is the homeschool blueprint which has been a smashing success praise the lord wow. people are yeah. loving that thing hundreds and hundreds of people uh so that's at courageousparenting.com you can hit the menu and find the blueprint also the parenting mentor program which uh we're so excited to it's have our more. main thing our main thing yeah. and then um 
And then all the show notes also from every episode is there too. So you can check that. All right. We're in South Padre Island. I decided to take Angie on a date. I'm going to do a quick snapshot of what you said last time. Okay. And we try to go to a restaurant. Restaurants are closed. We Next option is bars. Angie's never really been in bar bars. And uh, <laughs> she like says no to a couple. <laughs> she says yes to this one. We go in. It's a, like just a normal bar. People all around the bar. And we have to order from the bar. But it's but, island style. So there's like yeah. a, it's like a hut and then over. Open to the yeah. air and, and then there's this and long dock that has a few tables on it and we decide to go way down where nobody is and have a just good conversation yeah. water on either side of us and we're having this conversation and this gentleman walks by very rough looking very depressed maybe angry looking mm-hmm. uh drunk really drunk yes, by himself so stumbling uh, huge big guy probably and six foot three to six so, foot five I don't know, he's he a big guy huge. And yeah. he walks by once and then walks by us and then he walks by again. I kind of get in a posture of being ready to. Well, def- he kind of knocked into me. Yeah, I kind of. And, and I kind of get in a ready, yeah. just, a, just a protective mode as a husband. I saw him kind of shuffle in his seat and yeah. get his leg out. So he's sitting kind of on the edge just of his ready, seat. Just so ready to do whatever whatever's needed to protect my bride or whatever, uh, if that were to happen. Uh, but not in fear necessarily, just just prepared. And then uh, you left off last time with a story that he went on. He opened this little door to this this piece of wood. Really, it's not even a dock. It's not. Even- it's like a foot and a half wide. And but the, there's this really nice boat tied to it, and he just a plop, fishing boat. He plopped himself into the back of the boat and just sits there. So he's sitting there. Now we're caught up with the story. That's right. So he's sitting there, and Isaac and I are trying to have our our first date night. Pretty much our only date night in the last month because we've been on the RV trip with the kids trying yeah. to enjoy one South another. Padre Island. And I am, I just kind of glance over and I see the guy sitting there with his drink in this person's boat. And mm-hmm. I was pretty sure that it wasn't his boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't positive, obviously. I have, don't know anything about him or the boat. Um, and then about a half, I don't know, some time passes and he is He's obviously getting out of the boat, but I'm not paying attention I'm to not him. Either Isaac at the and I at the at the time are actually really engaged in our conversation. I actually didn't even hear anything happen, but I I, I happened I to yeah. look back and I see him in between the boat and the dock, dangling, dangling in the water with his arms on the on the wood dock. On the wood, thing. but his head is like He's literally slipping. falling into the water, He's you guys, slipping. and the boat is like banging up against the dock, yeah. back and forth. And it's pitch black. The water is pitch black because we're out on the end of this dock. The only thing that was illuminating our table was like the light from way farther towards the actual land. And then our little lamp that was on our table and the little lamp on the table next to us. Okay. And so the, you, it's dark. You can see boats with lights out, but it's like pitch black. It's 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And this guy is dangling on the dock. I hear splash, 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 which is his legs. And I go, Isaac. And I pointed at him. He literally stands up runs straight to that door, opens it as fast as possible, starts running on this one and a half like plank dock thing. He's basically like It was one of those moments where you don't even think, right? You just No no do. no. He was just going. And I didn't I I wasn't watching Isaac completely because I ran the opposite direction to try to get other men to go help my husband because the only thing I'm thinking is how is how is he gonna pull up this guy that weighs at least a hundred pounds more than him? He's wet He's hanging down in the water and, and he's he's drunk. N- he's drunk. He's not even like a- not even awake or really aware. Trying too hard and to he, get out. He wasn't asking for help. You guys, this guy was down and he was not coming up and he wasn't even able to ask for help. And so I run and I'm like, can you guys help my husband? Can you help my husband? And these two big guys, they come running down the now, dock. But at this moment, all I do is immediately try. I, 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 it's hard to remember it all because God was really part of this. There's no yeah. way I could have lifted this guy out of the water. But I just believed I could for some reason. Yeah. And I grabbed him and lifted him out of the water. And we're both standing on this little plank. Tiny one and a half And then I have plank. to get... Him to this, turn around. I have to get behind him now because I'm in front of him so yes. that other people can help him because I'm exhausted. Mind you, this is the guy that was like... 
scary looking. I'll yeah. be honest to me. So, so I'm literally holding on to this guy, get him up and I'm holding him up because he can't really stand very well. He's falling over and I'm holding him up. And then Angie gets the rest of the crew and a gentleman comes out yep. and I pass him on the dock to the other guy to walk him the rest of the way. Yeah. And you guys, I, I'll be honest. There was like a second, a millisecond in my mind that went, Lord Jesus, please send your power into my husband to he help did. him lift that man up. And then I, I said, it. and protect him that he does not get pulled into the sea and under the boat. You guys, if he would, if he, this guy, or if Isaac would have yeah. gone under that boat, they would have been gone. Like I'm, I'm saying gone. Like people would not have found him in that black water. Yeah. And so it was like, really crazy we were both shaking had adrenaline kind of going through our body for oh, like yeah. the next hour we were just quiet for a moment there it was but he got he got out and he came straight so isaac by this time was kind of standing next to me and he back he, by our table back by our table and these other guys were holding him up and he goes god bless you and he walks away that's all he said yeah. it was pretty intense it was um and then of course the guys that helped they came back about 15 minutes later and they were like, Hey, can we get you guys anything? And we'd just love to talk to you and what happened. And, mm -hmm. and then one thing led into another and we were able to have like an hour and a half. I don't even know how long we were there. They you stayed guys with were, us until the place closed. They were asking all kinds of questions. We were sharing about the Lord. We were talking about courageous parenting ministry, Yeah, telling them two what of we them were, were teachers, public school teachers. One of them was a paramedic and yeah. he was sharing with us some crazy stories and he was so grateful. And he's like, I come here all the time. And, that nothing like this has ever happened and you saved that guy's life and just he like it was a pretty crazy night to be it honest. It was crazy. But one of them said, Man, it is a good thing that you were sitting there because none of us would have heard him or seen him and he would have been gone. Yeah. And I thought Praise to God. myself, Wow, God is so good. Like he knew that that man was gonna need saving. And he planned for us to be at that table that night so at true. that time for that purpose yeah. and so isaac and i were talking about this on the way home and we're still like kind of going this is surreal like we went on a date night and we were starting to have a good time just us talking right and then it turned into ministry the rest of the night and part of it was we were talking having a good time but part of it was like oh a break a little we bit were, of a break we were, we were so we were physically so tired physically you guys. exhausted and, uh, and that's a good part of the story that just proves how amazing God is, is that earlier that day we ordered pizza from a really nice restaurant. I went to get it with Megan, pick it up. Because we were and, so tired. And there was three big pizzas and I was holding it with both of my arms and it was painful to hold it because I've been doing so much heavy. spike ball and exercise and well, my muscles were the kids so up and down carrying the sand. kids everywhere. And, and I was so, my muscles were so exhausted. I could barely hold the pizza up. And that, and that was, was just a couple hours that before. That was just hours, several hours before. And then God gave me that supernatural strength to pull him out of the water. And it was just amazing. It was all I good. I love that little added. I I forgot about that, about the pizza yeah. story. And, and, and Megan can and, even attest to yeah. that because I told her, I'm like, well, I can barely carry that pizza. No, and I think that that's, that's actually such an important element because you are obviously physically at one of your weakest places like with yeah. your arm strength at that moment and yet here you are pulling out a guy out of the water like in our weakness he is strong he right? is strong and i know that isaac and i both walked away going we were supposed to be here this night we are a hundred percent where god wants us to be amen and that just when you are in the middle of doing anything for God. Doesn't it feel good to be reminded of oh, that? Yeah. And we we were at that place where we needed that. Like three weeks in, you know, we got three weeks left and we're, we kind of needed that from the Lord. I like, remember you are where you're supposed to be. I remember inside almost canceling the trip before we left just because of all the bad news going on in our country. There's all so the much riots, going on. the COVID, the... Well, and people going, do you think it's the safest thing for you to go right now? Yeah, Which, and I was really, wow, this... Yeah. This should we go? But I felt a conviction that we were supposed to go, and we did, and I'm so glad we did. Well, and both times, you guys, here's an encouragement for you if you're thinking of doing anything for the for your family, for the Lord, for that's going to be like um, potentially hard, but it's going to bear much fruit mm -hmm. relationally. Um, just remember these two things. One is that 
if you're doing something that is hard but is going to be good and fruitful, chances are the enemy's not going to want you to do it, and he'll pull out all stops to try to prevent you from going. Yeah. So be expectant of some opposition because mm. both times that we went on our longer trips, yeah. there was massive opposition, whether it was like a car accident, like a car backing into our RV like it did before the three-month RV trip, yeah. right? Um, and then... Or whether it's like um, just not having as much money in savings and going, okay, if something bad happens, what are we going to do? And tr having to trust God in that. We've had so, we have so many stories over the years. And one of the things that we've learned is that when we feel confident that God is leading us to do this and we are taking the right actions, yes, if he closes the door, we will stop. We want to yeah. hear his voice. Isaac fasted just before we went on the trip mm -hmm. because he was trying to make sure he was hearing that. About other things too. And, and about other things because we just weren't sure if it was the wisest time to be going. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say like it when you're when you are seeking God first and his will above your desire, above your want and you're moving forward, he will bless your efforts mm -hmm. and he will protect you and he will guide you. And and that was just a huge confirmation for us. I mean, obviously we, by this time, three weeks in, we're starting to see relationships growing yeah. and seeing different fruit in our kids. And we're already thankful that we decided to do this. But then when something like this happens, you're like, okay, we know we were supposed to be right here, yeah. right now. Amen. And that's really powerful. So then after South Padre, we shot up to San Antonio. I've always wanted to see the Riverwalk in San Antonio. They have this river right in the middle of town. What a beautiful little town. It was, and I'm sure that it wasn't quite. not that quite, little, but it feels little. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't quite what it normally is yeah. because there were a lot of shops closed down. Yeah. Um, but we really enjoyed doing the Riverwalk, and then we went up to the Alamo. Oh, by the this. way, on the Riverwalk... We started, we were heading towards the direction of it where the convention center is. Mm -hmm. And as we start walking, we hear a little bit of chanting and then more chanting. And I'm like, oh, yes. that's oh. a BLM protest happening. Yes. So yeah. I'm like, okay, let's just turn and walk the other direction. Mm -hmm. For and, safety, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways. So it was a big city and we weren't sure if it would turn into rioting or not. And and so um, by the time we got up, they had probably gone down to the river walk. I don't we know. kind of saw some down there. But um, we for sure were... Uh, we we were surprised. We wanted to see the Alamo, but it was fenced in with cyclone fencing and yeah. big boards kind of up against most of the cyclone fencing, except for in the very front. We yeah. were able to see the very front of it. They had closed off everything else to protect it from graffiti or vandalism. Yeah. Um, there were some security guards that were there as well. But most of San Antonio, even because that's downtown area, it, it wasn't very busy. There weren't very many people out. And there wasn't graffiti or anything broken that I noticed. That we really noticed. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful little town. I love it there. Yeah. And then we went north, which is they call the hill country. And uh, we oh, went to yes. a water park. In New Brunfels. In New Brunfels. Oh. Okay, so that, that was, was so called fun. Schlittenbahn, Schlitterbahn, I think, water park. And, oh, you guys, this was such a blessing. They had actually just opened it three days before we got there. And so they were still <laughs> trying to figure out their COVID We laws. didn't know any of that. It just we happened. didn't know that. We found that out once we were in there. And so they just took our temperature. We walked in with a little mask because that's what they required. And then as soon as we were past the temperature station we were able to take it off they wanted you to take it off for yeah. safety ha <laughs> isn't that interesting yeah. and so we had a great day enjoying the water park our kids had a blast doing water slides and um it was just a good break from spending weeks on beaches yeah in the sand to just be in the water and in the sun having fun together now that was super fun and then what did we do then we headed to arizona yeah oh but we went no. along the u.s mexico border for a while yeah, yes. that's what we did, and we hit El Paso. Yes, so this okay. is oh, this we, is a big deal. Okay, so we started heading towards. Um, we were gonna we were going south because we wanted to get through New Mexico yeah. as fast as possible to get over to Arizona. And you can go a little bit below New Mexico, stay in Texas, and then you only have to go through part of New Mexico. Right, that's what we did. And so that's what we were doing. And so we were headed towards El Paso, and there were some um, there were some hills some some hills that we were driving through and the RV started struggling. It started struggling. And then all of a sudden I'm going 75 miles an hour. Cause it's actually the speed limit's 80. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going 75 Austin's behind me driving the excursion. And all of a sudden I lose all power, meaning 
I can't, the, the accelerator doesn't work. And so I'm just decelerating. I have no control. Quickly. And so yes. I just pull over to the shoulder. Thankful there's good shoulder there. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And I, I stop and then the engine just quits and everything's dead. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, and so, it was pretty crazy. So I turn everything off and I turn everything on. And everything starts up. I'm like, well, that's that weird. Really and I sit weird. there for a little bit and then I check everything and I go, okay. Well, we're just going to, I'm going to go slower speeds. Yeah. So I go down to 60 or 65 and we go and it's good for a while, but then I hit a big hill and then it happens Boom, again. It happens again. And you guys, just to give you a picture of the terrain, hills, nothing around, right? No gas stations, no restaurants in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Headed towards El Paso. And off in the distance, it is like a do you remember we saw what looked kind of like a sandstorm but we weren't quite sure what it was we're like no that can't be and and you you joke you're like unless it's like a mission impossible kind of sandstorm or something right (laughs) and we're like nah so we just we're praying for the rv and praying for safety and we keep going and then it happens a third time yeah and then that's when you start looking while you're waiting for it to cool down i find i'm looking for a shop and i find I call the regular places. There's a Freightliner in El Paso, which is our RV is a Freightliner chassis, like a commercial truck chassis. And so, but they're not open because it's Friday. I think it was Friday. So it was was Friday. So we're going into the weekend. And and then I call all the truck mechanics and nobody will get me in. Oh, it's a week. Wait. Oh, it's an emergency. Don't matter. We can't get you in. Okay. And then I call. This Carlos. Carlos, and he has this great little shop. He works on semis and RVs, mostly semis. And Carlos was amazing. We pull in, and he comes out with this big smile, and he's looking at. It. He hooks his computer up to our RV. He says, "There's all kinds of codes. He has definitely something wrong. Here's what I think it is. But hey, it's got to cool down before I can even work on it. So this can take four hours. We're sitting at 4 p.m. on Friday." Actually, it was actually Saturday. Actually, it was Saturday because the next day he had church. Yep. So I got a day off there. So it was already Saturday, and we pull in, and we weren't planning to stay in El Paso. It no, was going to we be a drive-through. Get through Mex- one, New Mexico. One of the reasons, and El Paso is a great town, but it is next to Juarez, which is one of the most dangerous. I read online one of the most dangerous cities in Mexico, and it's right across. You can so see it. I actually was telling this story to one of our good friends, and they said, "No, Angie, it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world." Is oh, what someone told yeah. me. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's a very dangerous city. The, the, a lot of cartels. The, the city across the border. <laughs> yeah. But you can see it. It's in like Mexico. it's like if you're in a city and there's a river and there's two parts of the city on either yeah. side of the river. That's what it looks like. Except one part was Mexico. You can obviously yeah. see the difference because of there's just complete difference in. It's a third world country. Yeah. And how things and, look. you know, you guys like just so you guys know, like when I was growing up from the time I was 12 till, well, my last missions trip yeah. down to. So Oaxaca was in, I was 22 or 23 years old. It was a few years after we were married. In between having Kelsey and Austin, I went on my farewell missions trip because I was having babies and it was too difficult to go down. You were serving the same community all growing up. Same community every summer except one for like 11 years. And we would, I mean, I love those You told me so many stories how amazing the people are. I became so close. Rosa and... Alia, there were so many people there that they became like sisters in Christ. Me, I still I was writing to them for a long, long time. Yeah. So, but anyway, so our heart is in for the for those people. At least my heart absolutely. is definitely yeah. still with them. And and it was um, my kids had never been able to go yet. Yeah, and I had always thought it would be fun. But to they got to see. They got to see it from afar a little summer. bit. Yeah, and I but I wanted the kids to know like how people live as much as possible, but with how things are with board being closed and sure. just all the things like I just don't even know what's possible. In so we future. showed them, you know, because the border walls in in conversation, public conversation now. Yeah. So we took them down to the border wall and drove along it and kind of so they could see it yep, and those kinds and of they things. They were able to see the border crossing. Mean, meanwhile, Carlos is like, yeah, you're at least going to stay here tonight, maybe two nights. And yeah. I don't know if I have the parts and all this stuff. And I, I felt confident in Carlos and 
he was amazing. He he's came, a Christian man. He was a Christian and he was doing working hard because he has a ranch and he's building cattle and he wants to sell meat. He has this vision for his family. So, so and, and his kids are super successful and out of the house already. And oh, he was just, it was awesome. He's just so an amazing cool. guy. But then also what was interesting, you guys. So we had like about an hour and a half. The kids and I had yeah. about an hour and a half while Isaac was outside working with Carlos, trying to figure out what needed to be and done what the on plan the RV is. and what the plan was. While he's doing that and trying to find us a hotel, I'm in the RV with the 10 kids in the heat in El Paso in July. And we are trying to pack up whatever we're going to potentially need for one to two nights. And I mean, we've got babies that have diapers. We don't know if we need swimsuits. It took us a while. And then I was outside um, because kids always want to know what the plan is. And yep. so I, I hit outside and I called every single hotel in El Paso. Yep. Not really, but everyone I could find. And at I least was a dozen. even online looking too. No yeah. Air, Airbnbs were available mm-hmm. that would hold us. Yeah, um, yeah we found so that So then I'm right calling away. hotels and even trying to get a combination of two rooms, mm-hmm. at least close together, they still couldn't accommodate us because there's so many people. And I start going, well, do you have a presidential suite? Or I'm just like, whatever it takes, right? To, and they're like, well, there's only one bed in the presidential suite, so that won't work for you. It breaks codes. Uh, to Mm -hmm. put more beds in and all these things. And so finally I call uh, a unique boutique hotel in downtown El Paso. We still hadn't visited downtown El Paso yet. We had no knowledge of it. Right. And so, but this hotel on the website looks amazing. And it's a little boutique, not many, very many rooms. And I call them and they're willing to accommodate us by giving us two rooms at the end of a hallway and putting an extra king bed in one of them so it fits all of us. And it was incredible. It was so crazy, you guys. They were so kind and they worked so hard just to make sure that we were satisfied and that we were having a good stay. And It was a little spendy and, with it all, but it was worth it because it was so clean. It was yeah. the only option. And our kids had actually never been in a hotel that they could remember. They yeah. had been in hotels when they were younger because we used to take them traveling with us yeah. when Isaac worked um, in the business world and stuff. And um, but but some of the older kids did remember, but some of them didn't remember. Yeah. And so they had a fun time having cl- the showers were it amazing was and after being camping it was for a three beautiful weeks. hotel. Um, but you guys, this is the incredible part. So we had just packed up our stuff. We're about to go to the hotel. We're sitting in the excursion, about to drive off. Isaac's backing in the RV for Carlos, which was a crazy thing to back that rv in between those semis i'm like watching him going oh man we're gonna hit something this is gonna be crazy and he miraculously backs this rv into the tightest little space you can imagine he comes over starts opening the door and what happens but all our phones start dinging and there's an emergency alert that starts going on our phones saying sandstorm alert get off the highway stop driving get to a hotel if you're in it stay in your car don't open your (laughs) doors don't drive Guys, if we would have been driving in the RV and the excursion in that, it could have been really dangerous And damaging to the RV, getting yes. sand all in everything. Could have been so bad. And how good was, like in that moment, we I just like jaw dropped, went, Lord, thank you for taking care of us. Like the he, I mean, I'm not glad that we're going to have to pay for repairs, but I'm glad that we're not in harm's way it could have been really bad yeah and he gave us ample time to find a hotel because he knows it takes the family of 10 long and longer to uh. find it and here we had like just enough time and we pull right up and we go in the hotel and then bam it happens what was crazy about the hotels because of covid almost it was hardly anybody downtown el paso it was like a ghost town and the people in the hotel were so delighted to help us. They, they I just think they were just waiting hearts. for customers because we only yes. saw maybe two other guests the whole time we were there. It was they like we had a hotel so to ourselves. thankful that we were there. It was incredible. Yeah. It gives you a different perspective of of that industry, right? Yeah. And what they're going through during this time with people being afraid of traveling yeah. and different things. And so um, anyway, they we were just there two nights joyful. Was... We were joyful. It was it was a good stay. So then after we get the RV semi-fixed, it's kind we, we of think it's fixed. fixed. We think it's fixed, but it's not. I we mean, find he, out later. he did tell us that we need, we're going to need to get other work done on it. We yeah. knew that. Um, it would just take us probably like a week for them to take apart the RV enough to get but what it he, to clean it all. What he yeah. did was things that needed to be done, but didn't fix the problem. Right. And Carlos did a great job. It's just he couldn't have known. Right. It just didn't right. fix the problem. So And he didn't have enough time, frankly. We 
couldn't have stayed there much longer. So, but I didn't know what was wrong with it. Simply the radiator needs to be cleaned. It's about 10 and labor hours to get that late radiator out and clean it. So I decided I'm going to do that on the way home when we get home. Yeah. And I'm just going to drive slow and pray. And drive in cooler temperatures, like hopefully at night as much as possible, because that does make a big difference. And so we were trying to do all that we could, cleaning it off, washing it, cooling it down with a hose and stuff like that, too. Um, And we did have some success with that. Um, But we definitely experienced some some hardships with it on the way home again a little later. But before we get into that story, we would like to just invite you to check out more about the Courageous Parenting Program. We have another class starting soon. The Parenting Mentor Program. Yes, the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. We have had such a delight getting to know the families. Mm -hmm. And it's also been really cool because this is about the point in our trip when we started getting to meet with people. Absolutely. And so the first couple, wasn't that when we were in Tucson? So after Mm -hmm. El Paso, we started heading towards Tucson, Arizona. So we skipped through New Mexico as fast as possible. And then we headed up to Tucson, um, Arizona. And and then after we were in Tucson, we were in between there and Phoenix, right? Which, which, by the way, we stayed in an RV park where um, it was so restrictive. Oh yeah, that we couldn't insane. we couldn't do anything. Oh yeah, so Arizona, Arizona was, was very like on closed. walk down. Yes, big time. Actually, you guys, that was the crazy part about Texas too, is that there were actually communities that were completely locked down that we couldn't even get to they in isolated Texas. Themselves. But they isolated themselves with huge cyclone fences, like four or five of them overlapping each other, and big federal signs that say "gate closed." And we would try to get to like a Starbucks, and we couldn't even get to it. And this was in Texas, right? And so. Um, there was definitely stuff going on. And that- on our right, that we we stopped so kids could go to the bathroom that were in the excursion. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled into this uh, historic site and we're sitting there. It's just an old church. Nobody's there. Oh, yeah. This and, was in between. And then a, a police officer Texas goes by. And sure enough, you can always tell when a police officer is going to come back. The, mm-hmm. the brake lights go on. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to come talk to us. Yeah. So I pop out of the RV. He comes in. And um, I've always had great experiences with police officers. And, yeah. Um, and we were just pulled over so the kids we were just pulled could go over. to the bathroom. And so I kind of yeah. lean over and he rolls down his window and I talk to him. He, stay, he stays in the car. He goes, well, you guys you know you can't camp here, right? <laughs> he goes, kind of looked like, I'm like, oh, no, we just stopped for a second. We literally just got there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He watched us pull in. And he goes, and he's like trying to make sure that we weren't going to camp there. And I go, no, we're just stopped for a sec. He goes, oh, okay. And I go, are we allowed to park here for a second? He goes, well, yeah, technically you're allowed to. Oh, okay, okay. And so, and then we're chit-chatting and he goes, now you guys aren't eating out anywhere, are you? Like and he I'm was like, very concerned about and he goes, our health. Because COVID is going crazy here in Texas. Yeah. It is out of control. He was very concerned. Yeah. And and I go, well, we do eat out. And he goes, oh, yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, we're traveling. We eat mm-hmm. in the RVM. We eat out sometimes. And yeah. he goes, oh, okay. And But it was just a weird conversation. It was very strange. Uh-huh. And, um, and then he went on his way. And then we went into uh, Tucson, and we were looking for a place to eat in Tucson, and that town was beat up. It was really sad to see. Broken windows, closed businesses. Graffiti everywhere, trash. There was, it and was, I heard the Scottsdale Mall, which we didn't go to, but we heard uh, in town that it just got pillaged, completely pillaged, yeah. the, the high-end mall. There was a lot of things. It was um, eye-opening for all of us to see. Yeah, the kids actually hand, seeing right? it you was know? eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to hear about it, and then, but when you see it, you're like... Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, before we got to Tucson, we stayed in an RV park in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty locked down. Like, nothing was That's open, right. right? And I'm like, let's and, get out of here. Um, well, but before that, though, oh, right. this is crazy. So at 6-ish in the morning, 6.30, I get this text message from an acquaintance mm-hmm. um, who I had had a phone conversation with a few weeks before because she was going through some hard things with her husband. Mm-hmm. And wanted some counsel, and she just texted me saying, "Hey, can I get some? Can I get on a call with you again? I'd really like to talk again, and pray with you and stuff." And so I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So it's six thirty in the morning, and and I love her, but I'm like so tired because mm-hmm. of all we've just been through, and you know, just paid a pretty good sizable chunk to repair the RV. Yeah, and a few I, thousand dollars in and town so, hotels and the whole yep, deal. Yep. So I get out. 
and I'm sitting outside so that the rest of the family can still sleep at 6.30 in the morning, and I'm on this phone conversation, and and there's literally nothing. We haven't set up camp because we pulled in at like 11 o'clock at mm-hmm. night. And I still have the repair and, of the RV right. looming in my head, even though we paid all this money. Oh, yep, yep. And like you said, the hotels and eating out every meal for two and a half days as a family of 10, it's not cheap. And so um, we're like, okay, we made it. We're back on the road. I'm sitting there on the phone and there's nothing to look at except the outside of the RV. So I'm looking at the RV. I'm talking to her, praying with her. And then I look at the tire and I see an enormous chunk of tread missing out of one of our tires. Not just the tread, but up the sidewall a bit. Okay, you understand the tire much more. So it was actually a really dangerous thing. So I, I, I get off the call. And I sit there and I go, oh, man, Lord, would you please provide? I get up. I go in the RV. Isaac's still asleep. And I go, babe, I'm sorry to wake you up with more bad news, but I need you to come outside with me. There's something wrong with one of our tires. And he's like, what? (laughs) So he gets out and he comes out and he's just sitting there, just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave you here. That was calling tire places. I go I was sitting on the ground right next to the broken tire. He's sitting on the ground next to the broken tire with his phone. And I'm like, I'm just going to let him be for a minute. And I go in the RV. And by this time, we get a phone call. I get a phone call from from someone who's who d- just really wants to bless us and says, "I have I have a gift for you, and it's five thousand dollars. I can give this to you today if and, you need it." And I was thinking that it was going to cost four or five thousand dollars to because fix the you tires. would have to replace all the tires. All the tires, because that's what you have to do in for these safety, circumstances. Safety reasons. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, whoa! You got to be kidding me! This is super generous. Right. And mm-hmm. like, what a blessing. I go outside to tell Isaac now the good news. And he's sitting there. I mean, you can tell him you're. Oh, I was almost crying. I mean, it was he's like, kind of sulking. I was sulking before that. <laughs> it takes a lot, actually. I just several things kind of beat me up. And I was and we having were a moment. Tired. I was having a moment. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, then, and then I can't believe like in the same 20 minutes, 20 minutes that this blessing comes in. And covers it. God is so amazing. I know. And so I go, so do we we want to accept this gift? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then he, and then he keep, then he's kind of starts perking up a little bit and he finds a tire place. We get all new tires on. We go to the park while they're fixing the RV. We come back. We get back on the road again. And they're amazing. Everywhere people help us, people are amazing. They're just amazing. So kind. So helpful. Full of joy. Yeah. Just awesome. And so we get back on the road again and we're starting to head up towards like a area near Lake Pleasant. Is By where the we way, are what do you think that does for our kids when they see all this happen, when they see the challenge and then mm-hmm. God providing. Well, we even it's had amazing. a conversation with one of our older the kids. They asked experience. us, they said, how come bad things, so many bad things seem to happen to us? One of our kids said that right yeah. on the trip. We're sitting there, we're driving, it's late at night. Yeah. And we're like, well, actually, a lot of really amazing things happen to us too. Yeah. It just depends on what you choose to focus on. And because we are willing to do hard things, do hard things, yeah. There's a potential for more challenging things. Right. Like, of course, we got a a, a tire issue on a six week RV trip where we're driving. And that's just encouragement for you. When you're a courageous parent, when you're willing to live in uncertain times and not just hide, but live, and you're going to break out of your comfort zone. You're going to do things. Things are going to happen. You're going to take some risks, um, and things are going to happen. And we have to remind each other. Like, in that moment with the tire, like, okay, so this. This is interesting. So we talk about in one of our podcasts going through life trials with your kids, right? Yeah. How to teach your kids yeah, biblically you how to, to go episode. through life awesome. trials. That's in season one, just a heads up. But we like when you're on an RV trip and things happen, like the RV breaks down, like that happened to us when we were on our three month RV trip. We were yeah. like six or seven weeks in and a huge slide broke and we got delayed massively for yeah, two or three had days. Had to order apart and yeah. had it delivered ahead of us. It, it, I mean, so living without a slide working. You know, and I was eight months bigger pregnant. Deal than you think. Yeah. It was a bigger deal than you think as far as sleeping arrangements go. And we still made it happen. And we still didn't fun. allow it to have any effect on whether or not it impacted our joy. Because you know what? The joy of the Lord is not ours. It's yeah. the Lord's joy. And it's not dependent upon our circumstances. It's not dependent upon yeah. things going well or things going wrong or or whatever, because it's God's. Amen. And that's And your the kids fruit. get to see you living that out. 
Right. So now life we're in, is gonna happen. So now we're in Phoenix. You were talking about the lake. Okay, so we go to we go to the Phoenix area and the this is where we get to meet our first uh Courageous Parenting podcast listeners, right? Yeah. And we had a great dinner with them. But before that dinner, we went to Lake Pleasant and we rented a speedboat this time with our kids That's and did the whole right. biscuiting thing yeah. with them. That was really fun. Yeah. Yep, Solomon Super and fun. I went on. He went on for the first time, and we fell and flipped. It's so cool because you have um, this. You know, it's like these brown rock walls around the lake, and then the really tall um, cactus. Oh yeah, it's just beautiful. Very different looking, um, and it was a totally different experience doing a speedboat versus the pontoon boat. That yeah. was a different fun thing that we got to do with the kids. I was learning how to pull them. I, I did that a little bit when we were. We had a we younger, had a but our boat. kids were yeah. too small to pull them behind them. Yeah, yeah. You just pulled me basically, yeah. and I yeah. pulled you. So it's yeah. been a long time, but but it had it, it was, was such a fun experience. And so you guys, there's another example of doing kind of new things or yeah. things we haven't done in 20 years or yeah. whatever or 15 years, and 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 being willing to try new things. You gotta you have to show your kids what it looks like to try new things if you want to encourage them to try new things, yeah. right? Otherwise, some of them might go. No, I'm just going to do what's safe, right? Certain oh, personalities. Yeah. And so um, I think that it was good for all of us. We all tried new things this trip, and that was one of them. Yeah. Um, and then we had a great dinner with this couple that reached out to us. Yes. Um, and we met them for dinner right mm-hmm. after getting off the river. Right after. Or the lake. Yeah, we were all windblown so and wa- water wet. But it was a great time. And then we um, headed out of Arizona for San Diego. And that's yeah. when we started going up the California coast. And we got to get together with three other Courageous Parenting Mentor Program couples. Yeah. While in so different fun. areas. So that was cool. We got to meet the first ones in San Diego. Yeah. Um, they and they were, had us over at their house. Oh, it was awesome. And they made us dinner. I know. So you guys, we just have to give a shout out to um, Growth Roots Co. on Instagram because they sell some awesome journals the called best the journals. Growth Books. They are so cool. They are really awesome. Um, I've been. I met Bree about a year ago, I think. Yeah. But she, they went through one of our first parenting. And then they programs. reached out to you through Instagram. Yep. And yep. so we met with them. And just they invited as- us over for dinner. Our whole family served us awesome tacos and. Mm-hmm. We had such a great time with them and kids played code names and it was just great. So um, that was a fun time in San Diego. And what was interesting is that was just before the 4th of July and we had heard that all the beaches on the LA LA area were going to be closed for the 4th of July. But we found some beaches that were open. Yes. And we had some spike ball fun. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Some paddle boarding in a bay and absolutely. And sometimes God doesn't want you to do things. We tried to go to the beach on, on the Fourth of July and get a spot, and it was around noon, and we couldn't get parking anywhere. Oh no, it was really not a at hard all. Hard day, was, and actually. I, and I really have a lot of favor with parking. Usually, usually mm-hmm. God provides that really easy, even if it's a challenging situation. But He just did not want us to be. So we just went back to the RV and had a sweet time. Um, and Apparently. we even learned lessons on that day, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yeah, I, kid, I persevered too long. The kids were, were it was hard. Yep. We, we drove around in the excursion we saw without the, the Sprinter van. Yeah. And we saw other people enjoying yeah. the beach out the window for, I don't know, was that two or three hours? That we were probably three around? hours uh-huh. I was driving around. I persevered a little yeah, too long. Yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah. Um, kids needed to go potty, not in the RV. In the excursion, but all bathrooms so. are closed in gas stations. That's and right. Everywhere. Yep, all of it's closed. So that was that was a tricky tricky time, and we just we just went back to the RV park. We went back to the RV park, but we ended up having a great time at the RV park because they had a pool open, yeah. um, and they have a bay there as mm-hmm. well, um, and we were able to put our paddle boards in and play and and oh, and we met. Some other families also that were part of the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program, they came down to where we yeah. were because we were at Newport Dunes. So I'm going to give a shout family. out. Yep. They came to visit us. Um, Anchor and the family. Romans. At Anchor Family, I think on Instagram. Or Idaho Wild now. Yeah. Also. Um, and then. They used to be from Newport and they just happened to be vacationing where they used to live. And yes, they connected with us and we got mm-hmm. to hang out with them. It, on the, and then they, their friends who also were in the parenting program. Yep. Yep. Uh, they came to meet us as well that 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 same night, a few hours after we were spending time with the 
the other family. We were just on the beach. We were just on the beach having fun and had in and out together. Yeah. That was good. Um, Thank goodness for teenagers that can go through the drive-thru for you. Bring it back to the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Kelsey loved that. Um, And then the next day, we hit a different beach. That's right. Where were we? San Clemente. San Clemente. Yeah. Beautiful beach. And we're bodyboarding. Oh, Wow, Hanging crazy out. strong waves, though. Yeah. That beach had some really serious waves. And by this time in the RV trip, Eli is like, I don't want to wear my life jacket. I know how to swim. And then Alina I don't even care. and... Tudor. Tudor. Roman. They made came. us lunch. Dinner. They brought dinner. us dinner with an amazing it was so dessert. Amazing. And they had it, at, and they they set it up on a picnic table right above the beach. Up, we walked up and had dinner. Had dinner with them. And then they came down to play in the sand with that us for so a little amazing. while and walk the pier. But it, yeah, we just we've been. It was fun to just do life, hang out, yeah, in real life with people, um, get to know them a little bit better, share a little bit of our lives with them. They can meet our kids, and yeah. that was super fun. Our kids had a great time. But but okay, this is where another. You guys might not think this is a miracle, but for Isaac and I, it was a miracle. So, oh, yeah. Alina. We told you in the last episode, one of the dreams the kids had was learning how, how to, to surf. surf. And I'm like, how? The trip is already super expensive, more than I thought. Right. And, We've already repaired the RV twice now because and, we got new tires and yeah. got the radiator fixed. And so, and God blessed us with some money, too. But so I'm like, wow, I don't know if I'm going to even try and find someone to teach them surfing yeah we had this like conversation oh we know you guys really wanted that but you know we rented these boats we had fun i don't know if we can spend more money and i don't know if we could find anybody because of covid but but let's see what god does you know we're still open about it and then we meet this second couple in the newport area right they come to san clemente and she's like, so what have you guys been doing? Conversation. The kids are like, oh, we got these awesome boogie boards and we've been boogie boarding in the ocean. She's like, oh, do you surf? And we're like, no, we really want to take lessons. She's like, oh, well, my brother's semi-pro. Kevin and he, Rascal. And he te- he has a he has a surfing school right here near Huntington Beach, right? So yeah. he met you. Anyways, she called him. So the next day. for a favor. And the next day, he ended up giving surf lessons to all our kids. At such a discounted price. It was so he doable. He provided wetsuits, surfboards. Spent four hours with us out in the water. In Seal Beach. Oh, Beautiful. just. It's the northern part of Huntington Beach. You yeah, guys, just incredible blessing. You guys blessing. have to. If you live in the area, you have to check them out. Kevin Rascal. R-A-S-C-O-L. On Instagram. Yes. Yeah. You can find out more about there. And, and we'll put it in the show notes, a direct link to his Instagram and, yes. and things like that. So thankful because that made one of our kids, well, five of our kids' dreams come true for this trip. He was so good at working with everybody. We worked on the sand and then he taught us in the water. And then the kids actually were able to stand up and surf and so cool. on the first lesson and just... A remarkable experience. It was really, it was awesome. So answer your prayer. That was one was. of the dreams. God provided it. Yeah. So that that happened, and then we started to scurry up the rest of the California coast. Right. We kept yeah. going north. And then the Sprinter van vision was still in play, and I'm like, well, maybe I should look and see if there's any Sprinter vans. And all of a sudden, I see this Sprinter van that's offered at fifteen thousand dollars, and I uh-huh. reach out about it, and they won't get back to me. And, and so then Isaac reaches out again. Reach out still again. Not reach out back. again. And then I get one response. And then I reach out again. I go, well, I'm going to he- keep heading north. It's going to be hard for me to get it because I'll so, be further yep. away. So we head towards Pismo Beach. P- yeah. It was Pismo Beach. Um, we stayed at Pacific Dunes Ranch RV, which you guys, I'm telling you about these RV parks because these were the stellar RV parks that we do recommend. This place, I can't even tell you. You have to go look through my Insta stories because I have videos of the, the dunes. dunes. Are incredible. Incredible. The kids and I hiked up these dunes and played spike ball in the dunes while Isaac drove with Austin in the excursion to go buy so the now, Sprinter van. So we were an hour away from where the Sprinter van's for sale, and now we're four hours away. Oh, my uh, and he And he gets back to me finally, and it's um, one of the younger relatives selling it for um, the grandparents, I think. Uh, and, or aunt or, or aunt something. Or maybe yeah. the aunt. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the husband's in the hospital and they're dealing with things. And so I start inquiring on it and it seems like a really solid, exactly what we're looking for. And that was kind of in my mind, the price range. They agreed to 13500 Which and is was, a miracle if which you is know Sprinter a miracle vans. for a Sprinter van. Yeah. One owner, uh, just a really nice rig that seats 12, one more person than the last one. And it's just nice rig. So... 
I head over there with Austin and I find a mobile mechanic to check it out before I buy it while we're driving over. Yeah. He reports to me that it needs a little work, but nothing major, but we're going to need to spend the night. So Austin and I have an adventure. We get a hotel and uh, we, you know, work with the, uh, the gentleman fixing it. Richard is his name. Mm-hmm. And he's got this awesome shop behind his house. The neighborhood's kind of scary, but once you get to his house, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, he works only on Sprinter vans, and he's so helpful. He gave me his card. Now I have direct access to him forever. But it was great it's for so our cool. kids to see. Like, don't all kids go, oh, I don't – like, they can envision, like, if they're in a place that maybe seem, might seem scary, right? You yeah. use the word scary. Um, but it's good for them to see you confidently going in there, treating – I mean – they're, they're just people just like us, oh, loving them, it was awesome. sharing the joy of Christ with them just by oh, being yeah. who you are. Um, he, and, lo- he loved us. We, we loved him. He I was mean, just It's such great. a good experience for kids to see Oh, that. it I'm seems like we were guys... making friends everywhere we went. He was so helpful, went above and beyond. And um, and then he said, oh, I noticed a chunk out of the tire when we, it was there. So then he told, me, he told me where to go down the street. It's this little, like, barely looks like a shop. You know, it's very Little small. Hole in, the wall. hole in the wall. I pull up, they fix it right away, and they say it's only gonna be twenty bucks. So I tip them really well because they they put the spare on the wheel and oh, switch it incredible. all up. And, yeah. And then you know we're there and we we head back, um, four hours to get back, and then we have to drive again three hours to get the RV out of the RV spot and get going. So it was a big hustle, but yeah. Praise the Lord, that Sprinter van. We are so thankful. So Isaac pulls up with a Sprinter van, and all the kids are like so excited because we now have a car that fits our whole family and they want to look at it and dad's like nope we gotta move we gotta get <laughs> we gotta out go. of here we gotta go you can look at it later yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what a blessing what a gift i mean you even got to pray with oh uh, the that's owner. A, oh we spent some time with them yeah over the phone i got to pray with the owner the the, the wife uh and pray for her husband and she prayed too we prayed together yeah and that was really meaningful and then i met i think it was her daughter when we first got there and mm-hmm. she asked what we do, and I shared courageous parenting and things like that. And then she goes, "Well, I'm going to go listen to the podcast while I work out." And she goes into the garage and works out while I'm there talking to the yeah. other son, I think, yeah. um, about the van and things like that. And then, boop, pops in a donation from the daughter to courageous parenting Crazy. While, while I'm still test driving the vehicle. We're buying their I can't, I, vehicle, I can't and she's it. donating to our ministry. We were just blown, just blown away. away. And then, you know, we ended up buying the rig and had a, just a great time with her brother too. And yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was definitely another moment where it was like it was, it was a blessing to us, but a blessing to them because they needed them. They needed the money too, and yeah. and so we just it, it it was a good purchase, very wise purchase right there. So and then we're now we're like okay, we got six days left until we have to be back because you had a baby shower to be at, and that was our like finite deadline, latest deadline, yeah. and we're hitting it. Yeah, barely. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we're not going to miss that baby shower. Super important. Right. So we um, start heading up and we decide to spend a couple days in Shasta. Shasta so, Lake, if you haven't been there, Northern California. Redding area. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. We pulled up the Sprinter van to the to the lake and then we put up a pop-up tent, got the paddle boards. And, and all just, the floaties and we just, just had, had a blast. blast. It was. It was so much fun. And then what did we do after that? Then we headed towards Oregon. Yeah. That's right. But on the way of heading towards Oregon, we started having RV troubles in the Shasta Mountains. Oh, super steep mountains. And this time the the problem is seeming more severe. I'm losing more power. And I... I, Having to stop more frequently. On the side of the road. And there's this daunting hill bigger than I've seen on our whole trip so far. Yeah. And uh, a cop pulls up. And he comes and talks to me and I kind of come, I, I was just thankful he didn't think I was drunk because I didn't tell you this part, but I parked it and I kind of like tripped on the stairs coming out of the RV and I like almost fell onto him. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But he was so cool. He's like, oh yeah. Hey, you know, everything all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have all our kids there and, and stuff he's like, tripped. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, overheated and I'm just taking a break to try and make it up this hill. And he goes, well. It's a gamble of the dice because what you have ahead of you is construction site where it turns into a one lane. And With like cement no blocks. Cement blocks on both sides. So if you if your engine fails there, you stop the whole freeway. So it's a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go, hmm. He goes, well, what, what do you suggest? Can we strategize this a little bit? What's ahead of me before that? <laughs> and he goes, well, when you start seeing this, you could pull over and let it rest a while. Because then you could let it rest and then make a jump through it. And right. I go, okay, I'm going to do that. That's what we're going to do. And he goes, okay, 
And so, and then he warns you about it, some shop in town that they'll yeah. tear the whole place apart. If you yeah, take it he to comes up to my car and he goes, okay, just between you, me, and the RV, don't use this specific towing company if something bad happens. They will take they will your whole RV apart. They will dice it up and <laughs> you won't see any of it ever again. And so, you know, it was just like one of those little guardian angels that was giving was us awesome. advice as to like what to expect down the road, how to be careful, what to be praying for. Actually, that like really gave me insight into what to be praying for. So that was when the this, this yeah. situation got to be more serious. And that's when I we decided to have all the kids come out of the RV yeah. and to yeah. get into the two vehicles. So I was so, alone in the RV just in case it got stuck. And, and then I was kind of in the front trying to figure out what was coming and, and that, Isaac and Austin was in behind in the So now we're a caravan yeah. of three vehicles, right? The rest of the right. trip. So yeah. and uh, I did the plan. It worked, made it over the top, coasted down. And, coasted and the temperature down. you could see the temperature gauge and I know exactly where it's gonna quit because I've learned now. Yes. And it just it got real, real close. And then we just hit the crest and then it goes down. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. So we made it into Ashland and Medford and we cooled off the I back sprayed part, it sprayed it with water. Because I learned that you could spray it with uh, a yeah. hose. And, and that actually helped it tremendously. And we were able to make it all the way back so to we're in, Wilsonville. So we're in Wilsonville is just south of Portland. We yeah. met with some friends there, met with your mom and your brother, mm -hmm. had lunch with them. That was super cool. Yep. We're at we the got the park. whole patio at a restaurant. They just gave the whole thing to they us. They gave us a whole patio. Yeah. And it was good just to see them, even if it was at a distance. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then we spent some time with friends and then we headed back towards Bend and we went through the San Sanyam Pass. And this is where the RV, like we're an hour away. And now it not only is it stopping, but fluids leaking out the back. Yeah. So right. I mean, Cause it's boiling so and much boiling. and it's steaming up and I've got this huge pass ahead of me to go through. So, and we had friends invite us to what? Okay. So this is super <laughs> funny. Early in the morning, that morning, we're in Wilson. We wake up in Wilsonville and we're like, okay, so we've got like five or six hours to make it to Portland, um, to be daylight, to be able to maybe start unloading is what we're thinking, right? And then we get this, I get this text from a friend saying, hey, do you want to come to a music concert in our backyard tonight at 6.30, I think it was? I think so. And um, I'm like, I tell Isaac and he's like, well, I mean, technically, I guess we could make it. Do you want to try to pre like that's pressure to put on us to try to get back? We've been gone for six weeks. And I'm like, but listen, like, how do we want to reenter community? Yeah. Our kids really miss their friends. Like, I think so it would just it. be really good. So we just decided to like toughen up and go for it. But and then try to get awesome. here. Then you guys were all going to go and and go there. Yeah. And then I was. I'm always really impressed in certain moments with our kids, but there was a moment where Austin goes, and I know Austin really wanted to go to this thing because he has friends there too. Yeah. He goes, dad, I'm not going to let you be alone. I'm going to stay with you. And in case yeah. the RV breaks down, I'll be in the excursion and I can help you and, and I'll follow you. And, and it ended up being really important that he followed me because he could see if it started steaming up and he would tell yeah. me if I needed to pull over and take a break. So you're missing a little key part. By this point, Isaac and I had decided that I would take seven of the kids mm -hmm. in the sprinter so van the and I would go ahead of him yeah. um, so that I could get them to this party or whatever um, and feed them. Hopefully yeah. we were hoping to be able to go home first. Um, but, um, and then Austin offered to stay back in the excursion. Um, I had even said, Hey, one of you guys can drive the sprinter van and I'll stay back with yeah. dad. Like we're only an hour away from home at this point. So I'm not really worried about and it's so close, them driving. Yes. Yeah, so far, if you've ever had those thoughts, right? Like exactly. And so we're communicating and I'm telling Isaac what's coming up. Okay. There's a hill. There's a little turnoff right before this. It looks like this, like I'm, we're texting. So we're inching at home. Like I go for about 20 minutes and then I take a break. Cause Austin's like, Hey, steam's coming out the back. And then they pull over um, and then they're like, okay, Ange, like you, how, where are you now? What do we have to expect? And so just communicating back and forth while Teamwork. Kelsey and I are driving the Sprinter van with it all, all the kids. It all worked out. We made it back. Yep. They made it back at, a little bit later. Yeah, um, we came made to it the to party. the music party just at the very end. Um, but we made it to the party and we got to see our friends and they were all kind of surprised, I think, that we made it. <laughs> but we were like their home basically a day earlier than they were expecting. And um, we went straight to a party. We didn't even go home first. We went straight to a music concert. Um, but it was totally worth it. Our kids had a great time. And we are excited to be home. It was good to fellowship with church yesterday. It and, was great. Yeah. So, hey, uh, we hope this is encouraging to you. No one needs to do it just like us. Nah. 
It's encouragement to trust God and not be fearful of the world. It's an encouragement to do things, even if it breaks you out of your comfort zone, that you know are going to be good experiences for your kids. Mm -hmm. It's to sacrifice maybe even finances for the greater good of legacy and impact. We did have to dip into our savings for a house a bit. Uh, We didn't think that would happen, Mm -hmm. but we did have to for this. But we're not concerned about it. Mm -hmm. We know that God, it's all God's anyways. And we hope that these experiences can be encouraging to you. We've already Mm -hmm. seen... Uh, our trip empower other people to go do things with their kids maybe a mm-hmm. week or two here or there mm-hmm. and uh and that's encouraging and that's really encouraging because you guys listen like in in the said end game what are your kids going to remember and i think it's an important question to ask because they're going to they're they're not going to remember the day to day and they're not going to remember things like how you remember things and so mm-hmm. you do want to have some signature experiences with your kids and sometimes that does require making an investment in them. Sometimes not, you know, for us, because we have our RV, we already own it, right? Like we don't have to rent an RV. And so going, it's like gas and paying for RV parks. It's, it's not a huge, or, or even just camping BLM. Mm. It can, and, and we're going to the grocery store and we're not necessarily eating out very much. And so it doesn't, it's not actually extra expensive really. Um, but so there are ways that you can do it where it's cheaper for sure. Um, you can save. There's so many things, but I, I think that it all begins with vision. It all begins with the thought of yeah. what could I do? What Without would be vision, good? why would you ever do something that's really uncomfortable? Yeah. You have to have vision. Yeah. And usually the things that are good and uncomfortable leave the lasting impressions with your kids mm-hmm. that are those signature experiences that yeah. do make the biggest impact. It's where them. they think, wow, remember when we were on that RV trip and the RV was breaking down, but mom and dad, they didn't get upset at all. God like provided. like they'll they'll be thinking when they're a parent, something bad happens, like they get a flat tire on a vacation and they may be tempted with, with freaking out, right? Yeah. And they'll think back and go, mom and dad didn't do that. Maybe this or, is preparing you know, them for greater uncertain times 10 years from now. Yeah. When... There's just different kinds of challenges we don't even experience, but they're going to respond well because Mm -hmm. they have faith in God and they've seen it modeled. Amen. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us and for listening to our story. We sure had a blast on our RV trip, and we hope that you guys were blessed by the podcast that we batch recorded and released while we were on our RV trip. That was one way we were able to be gone for this amount of time. And we are excited to be back. We have some exciting episodes coming up. And you're going to see lots of new social posts and Mm -hmm. everything full steam. So That's right. Thank you so much. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.